Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Jake Jude, and I will be your host this week. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? And some guy we picked up off the street, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> I knew that was singular when you said host. I knew there, that wasn't plural. I knew yeah. it. Well, anyone who listened to the last two episodes know why. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I had it coming. Anyway, we're even now, right? We can yeah, stop ripping on each other it. off yeah. the top of the show. Yeah, we, we'll save the making fun of each other for later before we should probably make it sound like we're somewhat credible. Right. <laughs> um, Tyler, once again, is not broadcasting from Vancouver Boys Studios. He is... Wh- where are you, Tyler? I'm in Nanaimo. Well, more importantly, how's the weather over there, Tyler? It's bloody cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the same here. It's been hovering between kind of zero and four degrees for the last day or two yeah it's surprisingly chilly that's for sure i miss you guys and i'm looking forward to uh finally getting back to the studio that's right tyler will be coming back the day of release so the day this podcast episode drops tyler will be back in studio and if anyone listens to this when we release it that night we're going to be doing a christmas live stream we're on twitch so uh, with the boys exactly so come join us over there it should be a lot of fun don't say if people are listening to this the day of release. We have listeners. Well, <laughs> yeah. If, if those of you who listen on the day of release. If anyone's out there, yeah. we'll be live streaming yeah. on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure plenty of people will come by. It should be a good time. We've got games planned. Anyway, yeah. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, then yeah. Come uh, come join us over on Twitch, the Vancouver Boys Podcast. 100%. But enough of that. Let's get straight into the fun stuff. Marcus, please take it away with the fake sponsor. Just to remind our listeners, our fake sponsor is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Twisted Tea. Much like Bruce Boudreaux, Twisted Teas are the best thing you have or will ever experience. Twisted Teas, underrated and delicious as heck. <laughs> Man, I love it. You're I love one. it, right? I love it. It's perfect. Awfully high on Bruce Boudreaux there. I'm quite hype. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, high, I'm high on Twisted Tees, so yeah. <laughs> that's great. That I thought they fit well together. Yep, that's perfect. Um, just to let our listeners know, or any potential real sponsors, uh, if you're looking to get in touch with us for any sponsorship opportunities, you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. And you can also always reach us on social media on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And we are also on Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. Because Vancouver Boys Podcast was too long. It's too long of a Twitter handle, there so I go. couldn't use it. So <laughs> we should pop- really talk we should really talk to Twitter about that. Yeah. Right? We need two extra characters. I'm not kidding. That's what it was off yeah. by. We need to lodge they, a formal complaint, Twitter. Yeah, they need to make an exception for sure. Yeah. And I couldn't even do Van Boys podcast because when you shorten it, if you search Vancouver Boys podcast, nothing comes up anymore. It's it's a poor search <laughs> algorithm. So it's Vancouver Boys underscore. <laughs> because I'm hoping people will stop before they get to the word podcast and go, oh, yeah, that's them. Yeah. <laughs> She's banking on that then. Gotcha. That's probably why we have three followers right now. Yeah. I'm one of them. 
Oh, great. <laughs> well, I'm one of them. So if you're the third follower, <laughs> send us a DM oh, yeah. and let us know. Needless to say, we don't really use the Twitter. <laughs> no, no. But we, we're going to. We're going to yeah. be more active on there in the future. Sure, yeah. We will. Oh, what are you talking about? I tweeted on there like yesterday. Yeah? What'd Bullshit. You, what'd, what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? Um, I actually have no clue, but I was hammered and I sent out a tweet. And so you did. I'm a little nervous. I kind of want to check our Twitter feed right Jesus. now. This is, why we, this is why we don't give him the Instagram password. <laughs> no, it was about, I, I was plugging one of the episodes or something. Yeah. So uh, we should be good. Okay. okay. You didn't use <laughs> any racial slurs or anything like whoa, that? Whoa, which... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I like how he says it like that's so unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Three days ago, we made a tweet that says episode 35 is our Vancouver Boys podcast. <laughs> Come take a listen. <laughs> okay. So what did you do? How many drinks did you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I meant to say out. Episode 20 or 30 whatever is out. Okay. <laughs> but Good. I said our instead. Yeah. Right? Autocorrect. I'm sorry. But then you also use the phrase, come take a listen. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, I find it funny too. So. Yeah. So there you go. You know what? I'm thinking, all right? Come all sit right. down with Tyler. We'll give you a beer. You can listen to the episode together. Come take a listen. Yeah. If, if anybody wants to be interviewed by me one-on-one, just come take a beer and uh, we'll we'll talk things out. Oh, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marcus and I are kind of forced to, yeah. so let's yeah, get into we it. do it once a week. 6-0-0, oh, oh, Bruce Boudreaux, one of only five coaches in NHL history to start Bruce, on a six-game six win streak. there it is. 12 points now. Holy cow. 12 straight points. 12 out of a possible 12 points. Yeah. But All right, I'm it. pointing it out now. Shut up, Tyler. Is Bruce Boudreaux <laughs> making a legitimate case for the Jack Adams Award? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead, Tyler, say your thing. How can you not? He's undefeated. I know. Of course he's going to make a case for and, the fucking Jack right, Adams award. Okay, all right, good, good. Just wanted to make sure later I'm not going to get any fights I'm not expecting. That's, that, that's like saying, that's like saying, a, a, like a player, like, isn't um, Dreisaitl a point per game right now? Yeah. That's like saying, is he making a case for the... Uh, the heart. It would be different if he like emerged halfway through the season. This is more like Jordan Binnington type shit. When people ask, like not only about the Calder, people are asking if he should win the Vezina because of how good he was in the second half of the season. But the tough thing about that though is that like there's really no metric for coaches. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like it, you can't even really watch their their record because it isn't totally indicative of the impact no, a coach has on a no. team. But, but, but this, this is, is one a direct comparison. exactly. This yeah. is a bit of an anomaly where it's like you can see the day he stepped into the position he's in and then the trajectory of the team completely shifting. Yeah. The Vancouver Canucks are an unstoppable force of nature. <laughs> Besser is creeping into the rocket conversation. <laughs> okay, yes, down. he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Look at six. Sorry. Five goals in six games. Mm -hmm. He had five goals in 26 games when green was here. Yeah. He's got five and six. Now he's on you know pace to just obliterate the league. <laughs> you know what this tells me? What? What? Travis what? green is a bad coach. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I concede. You are correct. You, I, Thank you. I'm not wrong very much, but I will admit you I, are wrong a lot. Marcus. No, no, doesn't happen. But I defended green a lot. You did. And I, I was just wrong. 
there has not been one roster change. Well, not one good one. Look, look at all the defensemen we have out right now. Yeah. But between COVID and injuries, th this roster on paper is worse than what Green was using. Yeah. And they're performing 10 times better. Yeah. So uh, this it's like a whole new team. So I, I will have to admit that I was wrong about that. Green, maybe he wasn't a bad coach, but he was not the coach for this team. Yeah. yeah what, I, see, I, I really like what... Boudreaux did with the lineup and the way he moved players around, putting Pedersen and Garland together, splitting up Horvat and Pearson, uh, putting Dickinson on that line with Horvat to kind of give you a shutdown defensive line yeah. that can still put up some some offense. Um, I, I really like what he did with the lineup, and it seems to be working, that's for sure. Yes, it does. 12 out of 12 the, points would agree. Yeah, and the uh, the aggression they're playing with. Like on the four check, everything. They're just pushing everything. The defense is pinching on every single play. Uh, it's nice to see. Well, that was one of the things more than anything that did bother me about Travis Green's style of play was he played a one-man in on offense where it was exactly what that sounds like. One player would go in and force the puck in the offensive end while everyone else just kind of hung back in case we lost the puck. It yeah, it's was called a 1-2-2. Two, two. Or sorry, yeah, 1-2-2. Two, two. Which, for those of you who don't know, is low risk, low reward, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to get a lot of offensive opportunities, but if you cough up the puck, your entire team is still in the neutral zone. Mm -hmm. So you're probably not going to have too many odd man rushes coming back. Yeah, the whole idea of the one two two is just to pressure the puck to one side of the ice and then have both of your other four checkers kind of collapse on the puck and then try to turn it over in the neutral zone before it gets to your zone. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't working for this team. It was not working. Bruce has gotten rid of that system completely and said, nope, all offense. Let's go. And yeah, it's we're working. going with the 5-0-0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no yeah. defense. Demko, get up to center. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it, we'll get into Demko in a minute. But um, the, the biggest thing is that they're playing with confidence. On top of the, forget about the systems. One-on-one -on -one in offensive positions, they look confident Besser is shooting the puck all the time Pedersen is more willing to shoot the puck and he's making better plays it seems like uh Bo Horvat while I don't think his confidence was ever an issue he's finishing again mm -hmm. Boudreaux has this group excited even Dickinson has been playing good and I've been harping on him all year that he's not what we signed him to be mm -hmm. he hasn't been this gritty offensive powerhouse well, powerhouse like very 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 good power line. forward is pa what you mean yes he, he was supposed to be an extremely good third liner that you could use on the second line in a pinch he hasn't been that until recently uh he, he's looked great he's throwing hits he's taking shots he's not scoring but he's not here to score he's here to be a gritty third liner with an offensive touch mm -hmm. and he's doing what are you that talking about? he he just got an empty netter Big goal scorer. Big goal scorer. You know what? If there's one thing Canucks fans of all fan bases can't do anymore, it's grade a player on skill based on empty net goals. That's kind of a uh, a metric we've gotten rid of now. Unless they're from their own zone. Yeah, it's right. been it's been pretty awesome getting to watch them these last two weeks because before that it was pretty bleak. It's exciting, you know, watching the team to have this little bit of a turnaround and hopefully it will help them get back into the conversation of whether or not they're going to be in the playoffs because for a while there, didn't look so good. No, well, I, I I got pretty down on them a couple weeks ago. There was one episode where I just, I, I'd come back, we'd lost a bunch in a row, and I just went, this team doesn't, I, I'm not motivated to watch this team. And that was hard to say, because I've 
I don't think I've ever said that before. Yeah. Even when they sucked, because I expected them to suck. You're going to suck once in a while. But this roster was supposed to be good. And now they are good. And I'm seeing that maybe we got down on them a little too quick because the product that's there, it's not that the product sucks. It was just getting utilized improperly. Okay. Did you guys see that um, that interview they had with Pedersen um, after the last game when he scored that that goal where Garland gave him the pass and he kind of ripped it top corner? Yeah, it was a beautiful goal, by the way. Well, but he I, said – Yeah, what did he, he say? He, he said – I knew as soon as Garland got the puck that he was passing it to me. So I already picked where I was shooting it before the puck even got to me. There you go. And that's the way that the offense should operate. Exactly. They they know what's going on. There's a chemistry. There's a sense of they, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? Because for the longest time, it looked like they couldn't string two passes together without losing the puck. And it, it looks like they, there's some some synergy now. They know what's going on. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a different atmosphere around that team and a different energy for sure. So uh, I'm just looking forward to keeping the train going and uh, let's win the next 20. Yeah, I'm in. I don't know why, but the way he ended that statement made it sound like we were interviewing him after he finished playing the game. He's like, yeah, I'm just got to give it hard another 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, get pucks in deep. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and I think another point that probably gets pushed a little bit too often, but I think, you know, it bears repeating. Thatcher Demko is still just a, a, an amazing backstop to this team. He is the cornerstone of this team right now. Even though we've been playing better, he's the reason we've won six in a row. If you want to pick an on-ice reason, it's still him. We but he, he didn't even play in one of those games. No, sorry, I'm not saying all six games. The but even the game Halak played in, two of the three goals he let in were quite soft. Mm. I would one of them was cross crease. You can't do much about that. Yeah, that's cross the, crease cheese. This is not fair. Exactly. It's going in every time. The EA knows it. Yeah, everyone everyone knows fucking it. knows it. It needs to be patched. Dude, that's yeah. how we scored all our goals against Columbus. I know. <laughs> Back or cheese. Well, but that's how they scored one against us, and that's that's fine. Uh, yeah, you do it once. That just opens the floodgates. That means we can do it every time now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's just it. The other two goals, I think Demko would have had. And my, my point earlier was that in the, so the other five games that he did play in, uh, I think we would have lost at least two of those games if pretty much any other goalie was in net. Um, which is why I, I just want to bring up real quick on, on the topic of Thatcher Demko. He's not an option for the All-Star game. Not an option? No. So how the voting works is each team has three players that you can vote from. Okay. Or at least to be the captain. But those are the only three potential players from each team that can go the players from Vancouver are Quinn Hughes Connor Garland and JT Miller Demko who is in the Vesna conversation no he isn't yes he is no he isn't yes he he has one of the best save percentages in the league despite playing for what has been until last week one of the worst teams in the league he is in the Vesna conversation I haven't seen a single analyst anyone in the hockey community bring up his name in Vesna conversations he is in the conversation <laughs> okay just because you and I are having a conversation he is in this conversation <laughs> he's in this conversation and I he don't know. will be in the conversation if they continue to have any form of success remotely similar to what they're doing right now. I completely agree with you on that. But still, how, how can you argue that he has not been the best player on the team this season? Consistently, no, yeah, I agree. So that, that's why I'm saying. I, I can't understand how they kept him off. And Koskinen's in. Sorry, just Koskinen is an option. And Demko is not. <laughs> that's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, you're hosting. You you take this whatever direction you feel. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I would probably want to comment on the fact that Quinn Hughes, really? Oh, he's been great. He, well, he's a plus six. Okay. On an awful team. But with, again, he's a plus six. Yeah. On a very, very bad hockey team. Yeah. But, Last year, he finished like a minus 26. Yeah. Well, that's better. He's improving his defense. That's yeah. for sure. And what's funny is he's actually producing less than he was last season. Yeah. But he's rounded his game to a point where, by and large, he's become a better player. Yeah. Again, though, I, I the only comment I was trying to make there is that the disparity between Quinn Hughes being on that list and Demko not is pretty incredible to me because the impact that Demko's had on the team is so much more obvious than the impact of Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is sixth in the NHL in points. I, I don't see, and he's a plus nine. He's he's one of the top uh, plus minus players for the amount of points that he has. So I, I don't see why he would not be an option. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes a good point. And, and I do kind of get why. Roman Yossi's a plus seven. Roman Yossi's also a better defenseman, but. Okay. No, but I, I also do get why. Also, Tyler, um, how many blues are on that list? Just curious. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also totally get why Horvat and Pedersen and Besser and those guys aren't on the list because really, I'm, I'm sure they made these selections, you know, at least a few weeks ago, right? They, they didn't just go, okay, hey guys, let's sit down and think who's good today and then I'll post it in an hour, right? There's a lot of thought that goes into these things. Uh, and I get it because before Boudreaux was here, Horvat didn't belong there yet. He wasn't performing that well, mm -hmm. right? Miller was exceeding expectations. So was Garland. And you could argue so was Hughes. But I don't see how you can look at that full roster, look at Demko and say, no, not an all-star. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I will not understand that for as long as I live. But it's not just that. It's not even close to being an all-star because he's not even an option to be selected. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. No, it makes no sense. They're not even doing an all-star game this year though, right? Yeah, they are doing an all-star game. It's in Vegas this year. Well, that might not be such a great idea, you know, given the fact that COVID's starting to ramp up. Should that happen? I mean, obviously, hockey fans want that to happen, but it um, might be a bit of a, a goof move if they do that. What a goof! Yes, welcome to <laughs> <laughs> the biggest goof of the week. This is my section of the show where every week I find a story that involves a person, player, coach, team, organization, or whatever, and uh, I bring that story up with the guys, and we have a little chat about it. And this week, we're coming back to hockey. Ooh. We are actually, it's a bit of an older story. It's from last weekend, so right after the last episode dropped. Okay. The Montreal Canadiens were visiting the St. Louis Blues, and the anthem singer for the St. <laughs> Louis Blues completely botched the Canadian National Anthem. Um, absolutely hilarious. Doesn't happen very often, but when it does, especially the, the St. Louis Blues... You got to bring it up. <laughs> Did you guys see the the video of Alex Burrow? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are like, what the yeah. fuck? He look, who, who is it that he looks at on the bench? I don't know what player it is, but they both just look to the side, and you can't see the player's face because he's looking away from the camera. Yeah. But Burrow's, Burrow's face actually reminded me of you guys when you ate those chicken sandwiches from Pizza Pizza <laughs> with the pickles in them that were just yeah. rank. Yeah, revolting. <laughs> That's what his face reminded me of. He looked disgusted but also very confused <laughs> yeah he was like chewing gum and he's like what the hell <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure she just uh repeated the same line twice was like yeah maybe nobody will know <laughs> yeah. Keep going. yeah we noticed <laughs> it, 
I got to say, I feel bad for it because I, I'm going to even reveal something that I don't think either of you guys know. One year at our school talent show, I was motivated to sing the national anthem, not as a member of the crowd, but I went on stage in third grade and opened the talent show with the national anthem. Wow. Star of the show. And uh, for a lot of people who, who might not know me, I can't sing. <laughs> Never have been able to sing. <laughs> That was a bold choice. And I'll admit, entirely inspired by Mark Donnelly, who was... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it was so cool. What he'd, and I even did the part in the yeah. middle where I held, I picked the mic up off the stand and I held <laughs> it out to the to the crowd. Wow. And people loved it. We so. should probably explain, for those who don't know who he is, oh, Mark right. Donnelly. Sorry. Uh, Canucks, <laughs> former anthem singer. Yep. Who... Um, He's now infamous for promoting anti-vax and anti-mask yeah and uh, uh also uh, anti-abortion there's a whole list of things that he's against yeah. well i uh <clears throat> i played hockey against him one time no no kidding yep he cannot stop like on the ice <laughs> like on the <laughs> ice he, he can't, can't stop, stop playing yeah. hockey yeah. you know he just no, can't he stop can on the ice this stop. guy's just a goal scoring stop. machine <laughs> yeah, he can't stop scoring he doesn't <laughs> give up on a puck just <laughs> never <laughs> stop he's like connor garland in the corners he's a connor mcdavid no, this man was horrible. Oh. Yeah, well, like couldn't stop, so he was just body checking everyone because that's the only way he could slow down. <laughs> but uh, Marcus, I was gonna say, what you weren't getting your inspiration from Fergie? No, no, believe it or not. <laughs> okay, Jake's looking at me like he's confused. Have you not seen Fergie's national anthem? Oh, right, of the at the All Star game when she like totally changed up the entire anthem. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. It yeah. was horrible. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Fergie live other than in that one thing? What did you just ask me? <laughs> what, why was that so funny? Have, have you like No, I've never been to a Fergie concert. Well, like Marcus. a Black Eyed Peas concert, <laughs> no, I No, mean. I've never been to that. I've seen okay. her at the Rippers one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My my whole point was just that she sucks live. That's all I was going to say. Well, I should reword that. <laughs> um not great at singing live. No, no. Gotcha. My, I, I didn't go, but my sisters went to a Black Eyed Peas concert. Yeah. It's just not, it's not what you would call talent. She just kind of yells into the mic about it. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys all seen the Super Bowl thing that she did. They did, the Black Eyed Peas did the halftime show and they had Slash from Guns N' Roses do yeah. part of it with them. Yeah, yeah still, it was incredible. <laughs> I still say that him doing that guitar solo being lifted up from under the stage Best entrance to a concert I've ever seen. That looked wicked. And it was mid-concert, too. That was You don't awesome. mean uh, the weekend, dazed and confused in a hallway of mirrors wasn't the best? You know that didn't quite crack the <laughs> yeah. top ten. What about Lady Gaga? What did she... Well, was she the spider, the yeah, spider no, crawling that, from the ceiling? No, that was her exit, though. Was she, like, jumped off of something? No, no, no. That was the entrance. No, but she, then the exit was weird, too. She ended it? up on top of a structure... And I don't know if it was a miscue or if this is how it was supposed to go, but she was on top of this big thing. She jumped off and the camera just didn't follow her. So it looked like she just jumped off <laughs> of like a 50 foot tall structure, yeah. died, and then they went to a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great like goof. Perry with the, or like Katy Perry with the firework The firework boobs. Oh, that yeah. was, yeah. And how the whole one. story of the show was left shark. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> yeah, after the show, everyone kept talking about Left Shark, which was just like a person in a costume. 
in like oh. a, a short costume, but they like didn't know what the fuck they were doing <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Biggest goof of the week. The anthem singer for the St. Louis Blues last weekend, yeah. which is <laughs> long time ago. But yeah, still part of this week. Yeah, you will not find a better goof than that, I don't think. Well, it's been quite the week, but um, yeah, they're the biggest goof of the week for sure. But I guess we got a lot more news to get to, so let's get into it. Um, first thing on the docket, pretty big story in the NHL right now. COVID's hitting the NHL pretty hard right now. Yep, we got some issues. There's some problems brewing. Yeah, so there's a bunch of teams who um, who have like tons of players on the COVID list. Calgary Flames started the whole thing. So should they just be disqualified from the playoffs? Yes. They should be <laughs> automatically put into last place. Well, they might end up there even if they don't want to be because they're with, losing 11 players. Yeah. Yeah. With no, they, they shouldn't be allowed to get the first overall pick either. So they get last place with no first round pick. Have to forfeit their pick? No, they can have 32nd overall. Yeah. No, it's rough. Um, a lot of players are getting it. A lot of, um, provinces and even some states are kind of panicking now just with their populations getting it. I almost feel naive because I really did think that this portion of COVID would be behind us by now. And um, I feel bad. I've been mocked a little for believing that, but like I really did. I thought yeah. with the vaccines and the mask mandates and all the research that's been put into it by now, I really thought we were past this point of just banning events from happening. But uh, I guess not because they're having some pretty big problems over in uh, Montreal. I mean, to be fair, do either of those teams really need fans? It's not going to change the outcome. I would say that every team, like even ones that have poor atmospheres in their buildings, prefer to play with fans than without. Also, I would say two of the most competitive teams in the league with each other would have to be the Canadians and Flyers. Granted, they're both at the bottom of the league, but yeah. they're both competitive with each other. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe the, the I mean, they ended up winning, winning the game anyway, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, in a shootout. Yeah, they won the game yeah. anyway, so maybe the fans wouldn't have made much of a difference. It's probably better for them that way anyways because they can't seem to win no matter what. So at least people can't throw jerseys and stuff on the ice. Dude, <laughs> you're ruthless this week, man. <laughs> you know, speaking long, of which, It's been a long week. Yeah, I bet. You know, Speaking of which, though, throwing jerseys on the ice, did you guys see in Edmonton they threw a jersey on the ice? I did. What the hell was that about? They kind of suck now. As of, like, this week. Yeah, they had a rough week for sure, but, like, that doesn't warrant throwing a jersey on the ice just because you lose a few games. They've lost six straight. Are they? Yeah, they lost six straight. Yeah, so about two weeks' worth of games, give or take. Yeah. Um. However, I think the reason that this is happening is similar to why we saw it in Vancouver. It's almost like the fan base is looking at it and not just saying this product is awful. They're saying... This product is predictably awful. This is exactly where in the season we would have guessed that we'd start falling apart. And they're just, they're trying to, at this point, show management and maybe even ownership, look, make a change, right? That that seems to be kind of the symbolic thing now for we need change. Yeah. Which, from my opinion, I mean, it's the goaltending. It's always been the goaltending. They don't have a strong enough goalie, and they have to make a move. I heard the murmurs that it was going to be... Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, he was going to be the one that they were going to bring in. They were going to look at trade options for uh, Chicago. If they did, though, what would that trade have to look like? <laughs> this trade's going to have to pick up pretty much cap for cap because I think Edmonton's pretty strapped on the cap. So you gotta you got to find somebody who's going to make roughly the same amount that Fleury's making. 
Yeah, I think you're onto something there. Uh, Fleury's contract as of right now is $7 million for the remainder of this season, and then he is a UFA this summer. So with that being said, Chicago's going to need a goalie, or at least a backup, so you could always throw in Miko Koskinen, who's at $4.5 million. And then Edmonton's been looking to dump Cassian's salary mm. so they they could get rid of him, which is another $3.2 million. So that would leave them all right with uh, with cap space. And Koskinen's contract's up at the end of the year anyways. But to sweeten the deal, you could throw in like a draft pick, like a higher draft pick or something like that, you know? I think you might need to because, again, as everyone knew when Vegas traded uh, Flurry that it, it was a weird lopsided value trade. Like it didn't really make sense. And it was clearly because the organization just had a problem with Flurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago hasn't had that, so I think... They've had a lot of other problems. Yeah, or they've, <laughs> yeah, which we'll, we'll get into another time and have gotten into before. Uh, but yeah, Flurry's value right now, I think, just because of the organization he plays for, is higher than it was when he got traded from Vegas. So mm-hmm. I think for sure they would have to throw in a draft pick to that to make it uh, worth it for Chicago. It's funny how a player can have di- like such wildly different value just based on what team they're on. Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? The Oilers are still paying James Neal. million for the next four years. And they're also paying Milan Lucic for the next two years. Yeah, because there was salary retained in that deal. Yeah, 750K. Oh, that's actually not that bad. But but still, having any amount of salary retained in a trade sucks. Yeah, well, we did And now they're paying for both of them still. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, take it from me. We're in 2021 right now, almost 2022. We literally just stopped paying Luongo. Like, we just stopped paying him. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he still had, like, a he, year left. No, he, no, he, he's off of our books now. But, again, make sure you remember that he was traded away from us seven years ago. Jesus, And has been long? retired for two years. <laughs> wow. So. And the one thing the Oilers have going for him is they have Dreisaitl out of steel at $8.5 million a year. Oh, my God. Mitch for, Marner's making for, $3 million for four more, more years. For four more years? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That is a good contract. You know the contract that I still always think about is just like so stupid is Sidney Crosby's. The guy makes just 8.7 and he's just always made that. Yep. Just so stupid. What does McKinnon make right now? Oh, I don't even want to get into that. Is it, isn't it like 6.5 or something stupid mm-hmm. like that? Or is it 7? I think it's I think it's seven or eight, but still, but still it's like top way top three player in the NHL, or yeah. at least is capable of being that. Well, I think he's top two. I mean, this year he hasn't really shown it. That that, that's often, what I mean but, is capable of being yeah. that because he hasn't been as dazzling this year. But um, he is making six point three million dollars a year right now. Wow, six point three. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. Well, when you consider that that's, that's half of what McDavid makes. And it's 300000 more than what Tyler Myers makes. <laughs> this is never a fun game to play. No, it isn't. It's let's compare contracts with Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when your GM has been Jim Benning for the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. But not anymore. No. No longer. Yeah. Well, we covered all that already. We did in last week's episode. Yeah. And anyway. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> And speaking of Nathan McKinnon, he uh, he looks like he could be off to China in February, or he might not, because the NHL has announced that they are looking back at their decision to go to the 2022 Chinese Olympic Games, and uh, they might withdraw. Yikes. Boo. 
Yeah, no, that that's a that's a tough blow for a lot of hockey fans because this has been hyped up for almost a year now that we got confirmation that the NHL would be going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's tough that um, you know we're what a month and a, we're five weeks out from the Olympics here, and just now finding out that it's up in the air again. Yeah, well, I mean, McDavid had a good quote too, where he said, "You know, is the risk really worth it if you do contract COVID and when you come back you have to quarantine?" for five weeks if they let you come back right you might have to do that quarantine in china that's yeah. actually something that's holding up the nhl's decision is they're saying look we will privately charter our players back here if you let them quarantine at home mm. and it sounds like so far the chinese government has said no if they contract covid here they quarantine here huh. which is kind of odd you'd almost think they'd want to say yep go away yeah. <laughs> you know if you have even a 0.1 chance of spreading it do it in another country. Yeah. But um, nope, they are pretty content that you will quarantine for five weeks. And the NHL has said that if a player chooses to go, does contract it, and has to quarantine there and miss time back home, they will not get paid. Mm-hmm. So bit of a nightmare scenario. Um, one of the biggest names so far just individually to pull out has been Eric Carlson, who says that he's just not going to go. Even, yeah. if the, even if the NHL allows its players to go, Eric Carlson will not be on Team Sweden. Shoot. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what a bummer. Okay, you know what? You guys say that. He's had a decent year this year. Sure. And I think most teams, like aside from probably Canada, would be thrilled to have him on their blue line. Yeah, but let's face it. Like, unless you're Canada, you're probably not going to win the gold. Canada's roster yeah. is insane this year. Yeah. Speaking well, it a- would be if the NHL goes. Yeah. You know, that's... You know what I would do? It's a bold move, but I'd do it anyway. I would keep the World Junior team together for Canada and send them because they have the chemistry and the team building. And sometimes that's all you need. I would keep that roster together and I would send them to China. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> no. What do you that mean? No. A horrible idea. Why? Explain to me why. They'd be so entertaining. They would be, but they're all so young, and they're going to be playing against grown men that are just going to outmuscle them, potentially hurt them. Like, there's just so many issues I could see going wrong here. But they could outskill their opponents. <laughs> what, see, why, why are you guys laughing? This is a okay, totally okay, realistic fact. Plan. That's a crazy okay. cliche. <laughs> think, think of it. This think of think of this. When you're when you're a kid, you think you're way tougher than your dad. And then you go, well, you start pushing him and stuff, and he just throws you like you're nothing. <laughs> there, there's a difference between being strong and having old man strength. And these kids do not have old man strength. Being they're a gonna dad. Get, they're going to get thrown around. There's going to be one player out there like Ryan Reeves who's going to kill every player on Team Canada. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have explained it the same way, but I'd end up at the same conclusion. Um, they're just, dude, they're 18 and 19-year-olds. Like, they're... They're not going to do anything in the Olympics against, you know, teams that could have these monsters on them. Like, think about what Team Russia would do to them. You know, like, even if the NHL doesn't go, Russia's still going to be an absolute juggernaut. I wouldn't, I would and also, if I was the kid's parents and putting them through that much, you know, they're probably coming home and staying at home again when they get back. Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe true. Maybe a lot. That's true. But I'd still like to see it. All right. <laughs> so I've seen this, um, this Team Canada mock-up from pro stock hockey for, for the olympics made, or the world juniors just no, to for the olympics for okay. the olympics okay. and well, it, it made me both. laugh so i'm just going to read out a couple of the names here that they have starting okay uh so they have 
Taylor Hall playing with McDavid and McKinnon. Okay. Okay. They like on defense, they have Giordano, Chris Letang, Morgan Riley, Drew Doughty, Brent Burns, and Kale McCarr. No, no Theodore, no Petrangelo, like none of these players. No PK Subban? <laughs> no Slubinator? <laughs> like this this roster is hilarious. Yeah. I, Did I Bo Horvat make it? Earth. No. Okay, well then this is completely unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Marshan, Crosby, Bergeron, Paul oh, yeah. McDavid, McKinnon, Barzell, Tavares, Marner, Stamkos, Shifley, Stone. I'll I'll tell you this, and and I I've noticed this among a lot of analysts, and I I wondered why, and I think I've figured it out. I have not yet seen many mock rosters that have Barzell and Tavares on the lineup, and I think it's because they don't like each other. Yeah, I mean, maybe. And, and that's why the reason I bring it up now is especially because you mentioned them on a line together. I think Barzell was quite upset with Tavares for leaving after Barzell's rookie season, especially in the manner that he did, mm-hmm. right? Where it sounds like a lot of the players were under the impression he would be staying, then kind of dropped contact with all of them. And then uh, next thing you know, he signed with Toronto. So. Yeah. And bringing up Barzell, he's another one of the players who contracted COVID. He is. That's right. So he's going to be out for a bit. Well, I mean, I see, I see Ryan O'Reilly on that team, not yeah. because he's not only because he's a good player, but the St. Louis GM is going to be the GM of Team Canada. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably going to work in yeah, his favor. Petrangelo it's, might it's make almost, the team too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. might get the starting net, but uh, Tom Wilson's going to make that team too. Hot take right there. You really think so, eh? What are you I willing do. to put on it? Oh, I'll be willing to put anything on it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I don't think he's making the team. He's a goon, and he's not going to be – he's just going to be a distraction for the team. He would never make Team Canada. Well, we'll wait to find out. Yeah, I guess we will. What if they selected him and didn't just, like – didn't just put him in and say, you know, oh, just tone your game down, just be solid, be there for the guys. What if they went, no, go full Tom Wilson <laughs> on them. Like every game. If you're not choke-slamming Team China, <laughs> you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, full Tom Wilson on Team China. Let's go. Yeah, no, I want you hitting guys when the bench gate doors open. Like, <laughs> Hit them back onto the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about being on the bench, I think it's time we get on the bench for a quick break. <laughs> Wonderful transition. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Twisted Tea. Much like Bruce Boudreaux, Twisted Teas are the best thing you have or will ever experience. Twisted Teas, underrated and delicious as heck. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6 by 6 Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. All right, welcome back from the break, everyone. This is um, the second half of the show, and we always start the second half in the same way. With our weekly Evander Kane or PK Subban news, to which this week there is none. This feels weird. This is disappointing. I don't like this. It's been... A full week. I quit. And, and neither of them have made a news headline. 
I, I, should we just do like five minutes of silence and then get back to the show later? <laughs> like, sure. I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, I know, right? It's thanks been, for nothing, boys. They've been so reliable for the past, oh, I don't know, two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the only well, 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 Evander Kane posted an Instagram photo. What? Because I follow Evander Kane on Instagram. <laughs> of course you do. Big Evander Kane guy here. <laughs> well, you might not you might want to be careful where you say that. And it was a it was a team photo with his AHL squad that he's hanging out with now. That's right, the Barracuda. The and then he captioned it: "Attention" in capital letters. No caption needed, and it was the whole team in the photo with him holding the puck from what I can assume was his first goal with the team. So I think he's trying to say that he's not the problem here, and the rest of the team. Yeah. For the San Jose Sharks is the problem. I think you are the problem if you call a team photo for your own first goal in the minor <laughs> leagues after being an NHL player. Yeah. Dude, legend. <laughs> like he just wanted to remind them, hey guys, I'm the shit. Let's take a picture to commemorate this. <laughs> hey guys, I'm making $7 million. What are you guys making? <laughs> yeah, he cleared waivers. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. That's, uh... Well, there you go. There's our Vander Kane news for the week. Yeah. He's forced his teammates to take a picture in celebration of himself. <laughs> Very not selfish at all. No. Team player. Who just opened the door? You heard that? I got supersonic hearing now. <laughs> no, I, I'm concerned because I didn't even hear it. So neither of us heard it in the house, but he heard it. Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Jeez. Yeah, can you I let got, us know if we're being attacked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got you. He's gonna you. be like, "Who's in the studio?" We're gonna be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you yeah. hear that third voice?" <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, some pretty big news coming out of the NHL the other day. Jacob Chikrin is on the trade block. Good. Good. Yeah, I got him in fantasy, and he's really doing nothing there. So, but don't so you want uh, this team to stay in Arizona? Yeah, I do. But let's get uh, let's get Chickering somewhere where he's going to rack up the points. So, so I uh, win. You got to think. So he finished tenth in Norris voting last season. Yeah, this guy is like one of the best players in the NHL. We, but he doesn't have OEL this year. That's his biggest downfall. Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. OEL is a consistent D-man. Like, he makes whoever he plays with better. Yeah. He, he just doesn't get enough credit. I, I think he is now, though. Now that he's in a market with at least some players around him that are able to produce, it's being shown that really, as much as maybe he's not quite worth the contract he's signed, he's a lot better than um, a lot of hockey fans had him pegged for. In the last six games. No, I, I think season. he's been consistent all year. <laughs> yeah, no, he's been great this year. He, Myers, he, on the other hand, yeah. in the last six games. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he we, looked a lot better. Yeah, that's right. Way better. Yeah. Um. I, well, I mean, he still makes his typical giveaways and these awful, awful passes, who I don't know the intended target is for. <laughs> Um, no, the intention of the pass is just to get him the fuck off the ice. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he doesn't care if it's tape to tape to someone streaking into his own end. He's <laughs> got to go off for a line change. Exactly. <laughs> Here, could you hold on to this for me? Just, no. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a dump and change, it's a giveaway and change. <laughs> <laughs> give the other team a breakaway and get off the ice. Hey, if he makes it off the ice before the puck goes in it's the net, it's not a minus. It's not a minus. <laughs> 
That's a hundred IQ play right there. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but Chikrin, what what does the return value for a player like that have to be? Well, well, I, I think, think it's pretty high considering he's only making four million a year. Yeah, but I think for Arizona, no matter who you're trading him to, you're just looking for futures. Yeah, all they want is draft picks or prospects. Yeah, if, you're a, if you're a bad team, they want your first rounder. If you're a good team, they want your best prospect. I will offer them from the Canucks. Tanner Pearson, Jet Wu, Klimovich, and a second. Dude, he only has one more year after this year left on his contract. Right. <laughs> Did he fucking that's a, stutter? That's a, lot. <laughs> that's a lot to give up. Yeah, that's a lot of pieces. Well, there. I don't want Pearson anyway. I count that as like a bonus for us that he's gone. Okay. Jet Wu. Yeah, he's prob- a bust. probably in. Well, I wouldn't say a bust. He was a late round pick. He, he was did, not. He was a second round pick. Is he second round? He was early second round. He was projected yeah. to go in the top 30, but he fell to the Canucks in the second round. Klimovich is our only piece in our prospect pool right now, other than Di Giuseppe. And he's not a, is not a prospect. <laughs> he's also not an Abbotsford anymore. No, but um, actually, Klimovich, by the way, three points in his last four games after kind of becoming yeah. invisible and getting scratched a bunch. Yeah, he's eating up. Hopefully, you know, like I hope that he can turn things around. Yeah, for sure. And here's the thing. You're right. He he is pretty much our only prospect at this point. But look at the team we have. We're not looking for prospects or guys to come in later down the line. We need this team to be good in the next three to four years. Yeah, because like for the last five years, they've had a new rookie every year. That's what I mean. They, they have had that, and that's great, and we've had all this buildup. But this is it. This is their success window we're going into. We need a player like him now, right? Well, if that's the case, getting rid of Tanner Pearson, we have to fill that void, right? And and Pearson's playing on the first line, so we have to yeah, well, yeah, find a player to replace that. Yeah, but... I, you know, I think there's a lot of teams around the league that would be looking for a player like Jacob Chikrin. You oh, know, well, there's tons. Exactly, right? Yeah, who doesn't want a top 10 young defenseman? And I think it's a competing team that needs not a, Benning. Well, Benning doesn't have a job, so no one has to worry about him. <laughs> That's right. Um, and you know, I think one of the, the the teams that is going to be going after him the hardest is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're another team that's you know they're on the cusp. Obviously, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, but they've lost a few players in the off season. And I think they're going to be looking at rentals. And I think Chickren might just be a rental. Really? Well, I mean, think about it. He's probably going to fetch a pretty penny on the free agency market. Yeah, that's true. And if you pitch him as that, as a rental, then, you know, a team has to pay less for him. You know, but if it's a sign-in trade, then obviously they're going to want more. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I think that, you know, Tampa Bay could seemingly set up a trade where they can pick up Chikrin and uh, use him for a cup run. Maybe get some more time out of him in a bridge deal or whatnot. But the most likely outcome, I think, is just as a rental. I th- well, I think he's for sure going to go to a team that's at the very least on the cusp of doing something big. And I think typically when a young, talented player goes to a team like that, they want to stay, right? They don't want to get shipped out. or they, they don't care as much about the money in free agency if it means they can stay with a contending team, right? This, this would be different if we were talking about someone who has at least one Stanley Cup win, but he doesn't, right? That is the goal in every NHL player's mind is to win a cup. If he hasn't done it with Tampa yet and he believes that they're going to make another run, I think he would stay there if they traded for him. Yeah, that's a good point. So could we see like a chicken go to the Ducks or or something like that? The Ducks are still too far away. Yeah, no, we're we're talking about someone who's going to make 
who's going to make a Stanley Cup run in the next three years, who's like a legitimate candidate to win. The Rangers? I mean, they oh, are. They're top of the Metro. They're, yeah, they're, they're doing much better than I would have projected them to mm-hmm. do this season. Yeah. And it, if, they, if they had like Truba, Fox, Chikrin. Yeah, they have yeah, a really a solid, solid decor defense. already. Yep. They have yeah. probably one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah, no, I could see that happening for sure. Fact of the matter is, though, is that wherever he is is going to be a better place to fall than Arizona. Yeah. Unless it's Montreal. But other than that, I mean, he's he's going to a team that's going to have a shot, I think, because he's going to make that team better. And speaking of players who make an impact, how about Ovechkin? He's leading the league in points. Russian machine never break? Apparently not. Dude, this man is an absolute legend, and he's not only doing it with goals scored. He's racking up assists like no tomorrow to players like Daniel Sprong and all these other people that you don't expect to be scoring these kind of goals. No, he, he looks amazing. The whole Capitals look amazing. Yeah, they definitely look like a powerhouse this season for sure. And they just got Nicholas Backstrom back last game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of Ovechkin's bread and butter there. They've been line mates for I can't even think of how long now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Ovechkin. And I got to say... This is such good news for so many hockey fans who just really want to experience that moment where someone breaks one of Gretzky's records. Because let's face it, a good bulk of hockey fans were either not alive or aware of their surroundings the last time Gretzky played an NHL game, right? Well, young hockey fans for sure, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I said a good bulk of hockey fans. But that's just it, is we haven't seen greatness at that level in our lifetimes. And this is maybe one of the only chances we're ever going to see to see either of Gretzky's assists, points, or goals records broken. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just a big confidence booster for anyone, including myself, who thinks that he can do it. Yeah, I think he definitely will do it. I seen a stat um, the other day, and it was saying in Gretzky's era, there was a minimum of five people that had 50 goal seasons. And a, and a max was 13. There was 13 people one year that had at least 50 goals. Wow. Jesus Christ. Ovechkin's tenure, the most is five people to have a 50-goal season. Out of the five times that Ovechkin's done it, four times nobody else has done it. Really? Wow. So there's only one year where he wasn't the lone 50-goal scorer? Yep. Well, no, that that's nuts. Yeah, ne- needless to say, this guy is the best goal scorer, pure goal scorer. Um, in the history of the NHL. Yep. And I think it's it's just a matter of time before he breaks that. Well, the, the reason I give him even a bit more credit than Gretzky is because when Gretzky played, let's face it, goals were easier to come by and goalies were barely athletes for the first half of Gretzky's career, right? Nothing against those guys, but just the the training wasn't available to them. They yeah. weren't as good as goalies are now. Yeah, they were just brave players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that, that's just it. To me, what Ovechkin is doing is more difficult in, in terms of goal scoring than, than what Gretzky had to do. Mm-hmm. And speaking of all this goal scoring, that reminds me of a game that happened last week. You see the Ottawa Senators and Florida Panthers game? Well, I saw the final score. 8-2 for the Ottawa Senators over the Florida Panthers. And uh, Tyler, buddy, you're... Uh, it, it might be the reason Spencer Knight is now in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your uh your your Norris or sorry, your uh Calder winner. No, actually I he had him winning the Vesna, but not the Calder. He Wait, had, what? No, 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 no. I no, had it was a Calder. Calder. 
Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Why do I, I so Bobrovsky win in the Vesna? Right. <laughs> yeah, he had Bobrovsky win in the Vesna. No, I think it was a <laughs> joke he made another time when he picked a Calder favorite, but then he nominated Knight for the Vesna. I was like, wait, so you think he's going to be the best goalie in the league, but not the best rookie no, in that, the league? No, that was Jake uh, that was with me. picking oh, him. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake, Jake picked McTavish or something. To, or No, he picked um, Dr- Jamie Drysdale. I was talking about picking Jamie Drysdale for the to Norris. To win the Norris. But not, well, not I talked about it. Right. <laughs> and then you had Knight winning the... No, he had Knight. But anyway, right, right. Okay, we, so. we really do need to revise those lists. Yeah. I think we'll, that's what we'll do in the new year. Yeah, we'll do like a mid-season... Yeah, mid-season know. tier list. Yeah. Or uh, a revision of those trophies and who we think is going to win. Um, but yeah, no, 8-2, man. So is this Ottawa playing really, really well? Is this Florida playing really, really poorly? Or is it just a mix of both? I think it's something that, as a Canucks fan, I used to see all the time. It would drive me just nuts. And I feel like we might have even talked about it before on this podcast. When a very good team plays a very bad team, quite often that good team will just underestimate what they have to do. They don't really get fully game time ready. They almost go into it like it's a guaranteed win already. You know, their minds might not be in it as much. They're kind of joking around, taking things a bit lighter. And when you open up cracks like that in a game... NHL teams, even horrible ones, can take advantage of that, right? And I think that's what it was. Is Florida was not mentally prepared to play against an, an NHL team. Well, We're- I think right now teams are really starting to to wear on the fact that Barkov is out of the lineup and they are just pressuring those, those top lines and, and nobody else is scoring other than that. I think I think this team is really missing Barkov. And uh, once he comes back, I think you'll see them turn things around. Yeah, because that's the thing, right, is that, like, Florida was so good at the beginning of the season that they're going to have a bit of a dip eventually. But losing those top players, that's really had an impact. And speaking of the Atlantic division, you guys have noticed, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, number one in the Atlantic, and uh, getting pretty close to the top of the league overall. I'm actually kind of happy about this. What? I did not expect to hear that from you. What? Because (laughs) they are completely on pace and everything about their organization makes sense for this to happen. They're looking, they're on the perfect track to get Tampa Bayed in the first round. They're Bye. doing really well. They're just coasting through games. If they keep this up and it's just easy going from here on out, the playoffs are a lock. You don't even got to question it. It's just like the last thing we talked about. You just don't play as hard anymore. Mm-hmm. You get a little soft and you will get matched up against one of these bottom teams that has just been fighting and clawing for every win for the past few months just to get a playoff spot, they will outwork you, they will outmuscle you, and they will beat you in Game 7. <laughs> it's well, going to be Game 7. It eh? is going to be Game 7. I called this in the Montreal series last year against Toronto. I, they, when they were down 3-1 in the series, I said, Montreal is coming all the way back. And they did. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I called that too. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. both did. <laughs> Mark, Marcus and I were on the train. Jake, yeah. was, Jake was, I don't know where he yeah, was. Yeah, I was not a believer. I thought for sure the Leafs had it, but... Yeah, he wasn't he, a believer. He was a believer. No, God. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. The fact of the matter is, is that the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the best teams in the NHL, and they could be this time next week the best team in the NHL. Um, and I think it's just... Um, it's up to uh, it's up to Marcus to either change his mind or have the Leafs prove to him yet again that they just don't know how to win in the playoffs. I know what I know. 
Only time will tell. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess I'm just curious. Like, why do you think they're having such a successful season this year? Because I think a lot of people thought that last year they only had a successful season because, you know, they were in the North Division. They were playing a lot of weaker teams. Um, and they could just kind of coast through as they did. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned before, that's how they ended up losing in the first round. But now when they're playing against the whole league, they're still seeming to match up pretty well against everyone. Easy schedule. Well, that that is something that's kind of been known about Toronto is they have more primetime games than any other team in the league. Why? They, How does that make a difference, though? Because the, the entire player's day schedule doesn't change. They get to have more of a routine, right? I cannot tell you how many times I would get up on a Sunday morning and the Canucks would have a 10 a.m. Pacific time game, right? You, you don't get to do any of the things you would normally do on a game day when that happens. You don't get to have your breakfast. You don't get to hang out around the team as much. You don't get to have that that routine, that thing that players get into so religiously. You can't do it, right? Toronto, almost every game they play is at 4 p.m. Pacific, which is 7 o'clock Eastern. They get every game at the exact same time every day. Rarely does it change. Regardless of what coast of the country they're on. That's right. Most of their games on the West Coast get changed to 4 p.m., uh, local time. That's crazy. Yeah. Th- I think a lot of it does come down to that. And uh, you want to talk about scheduling, put it this way. Uh, the Canucks played Columbus a while ago, then San Jose. On Saturday, the day after this episode releases, we play Toronto. Toronto has been sitting in Vancouver for four days now. Why? That's how they were scheduled. Usually you the play... The Calgary game got postponed. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. But also, usually you have the two Alberta teams or Vancouver and one Alberta team back-to-back. They were not set up for that in the first place. No mm-hmm. matter what, they were going to have game, day off, game, day off, game, day off. <laughs> they they have... Never mind. There's a stat from a few years ago. I don't know how to word it, though. It was just... I'll give it your best shot. <coughs> and put, put it this way. If you mess it up, Tyler and I will just make fun of you. Okay. Sounds good. Um <laughs> So a few years ago, I also saw a stat that showed Vancouver was what was labeled as a tired team playing a rested team more than any other team in the league, meaning that they played the night before and then were playing a team that hadn't played the night before. So they had the most back-to-backs. The most back-to-backs against other teams that were rested. Okay. Meaning, because a lot of times you'll have two teams uh, and like a team will play a home and home back to back nights. Sure. Yeah. And then you'll come in on one of those nights, even if you played somewhere the night before. Right. Yeah. The Canucks had more often than any other team that they were uh, playing a rested team at home while traveling and playing a back to back. And you could say, oh, well, maybe that's just your location. And because we're kind of in the Northwest, it's difficult to do. Yeah. You know who had the least amount? Edmonton. Oh, I see what you're saying. So. It felt like the Canucks were getting kind of screwed over in that sense. Also in the top three for being a rested team playing a tired team was the Toronto Maple Leafs. I see. So you think that there's definitely some shenanigans being done. Oh, well, listen to this. Toronto's had two back-to-backs this year. The first game, Calgary Flames. The second game, Buffalo Sabres. Okay. The second back-to-back, they had the Penguins on the first game, and they got the Islanders game two who are atrocious this year. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think when they were making the schedule, they went, oh, you know what we should do? We should put the Pens game one and then the Islanders game. Like, those would have been two really tough games had it been last year. Yeah, that, okay. that on that one I'll give you, but the league does try to pamper the Leafs to an extent. Okay, well, hear me out on the next one. 
The next one, after the Canucks game, the Leafs get the Kraken the next day. Right. Everyone knew they were going to be bad. On a back-to-back? Yep. The next one, they get the Oilers, and then they get the Montreal Canadiens on the back-to-back. Again, but that's kind of the same case as the Islanders-Pens, but Mm. it just turns out. And then they get the Golden Knights with the Yotes on a back-to-back. They never get (laughs) the bad team first. Wow, that's incredible. I know. They always get the... No, it's not incredible. It's planned. Well, like I said, it couldn't be. Not all of them are. Some of them are, though. That's what I'm saying. I think we stumbled onto something here, boys. No, I've known this for years. I didn't stumble (laughs) onto shit. I've been talking about this for years, and I didn't have a (laughs) podcast to talk about it on. Well, then, you know what? You bring up a good point. We should put that out to the listeners. What do you think? Do you think that the NHL pampers the Leafs? Do you think that they generate a schedule for them that's more beneficial towards them? Or do you think this is all just a fluke and Marcus is blowing smoke? Let us know. I don't blow anything. (laughs) Let us know by following us on Instagram, and we'll put a poll up. Marcus will put a poll up. Yeah. For uh, Friday, the day that this episode releases. And we really want to know your thoughts on this discussion. At the end of the year, they get the Blue Jackets with the Kraken on a back-to-back. Again. <laughs> you, okay, you only, can't make that up. That's they, an awful matchup on both of them, and you know that. I See, I'm curious to compare the back-to-backs against, let's just, we've been using the Canucks as the as the comparable here. Let's look at their back-to-backs. Let's right, compare them I, to I'm, theirs. I'm pulling them up right now. Okay, I'm glad you are. But I just want to, like, I'm, I'm not really trying to play devil's advocate here, but I feel like I kind of have to be because the both of you are just losing your minds over this. But I'm curious because, you know, obviously that does look pretty bad for the Leafs, but maybe this is just something that the NHL tries to schedule the way that they do to give everyone a bit of a break. Okay, we get the Hurricanes and then the Capitals. One at 10 Whoa. in the morning and one at 11 in the morning. One at 10 a.m. and one at 11 a.m.? A Saturday, yeah. Sunday. That's the other thing. You can talk even about the other Leafs matchups because you cannot perfectly predict which teams are going to be good and which are going to be bad. But 10 in the morning is 10 in the morning. <laughs> that's, then, you, yeah. you, you don't and get that's your meal. the meal- Hurricanes and the Capitals. Yeah. yeah, two of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and also... Lead, and, leading their own divisions as of And I right can now. promise you, uh, Tyler, so if it's 10 in the morning and 11 in the morning, I'm assuming that's a Saturday-Sunday matchup. Yes. I promise you, if you look on that Saturday, and now I, I have not seen the schedule, if you look on that Saturday, the Leafs will have a 4 p.m. game. 4 p.m. Pacific, which is 7 p.m. for them. Tyler, what day is that? The 15th and 16th. Of? January. On January, Saturday... On- Saturday, January 15th, the Toronto Maple Leafs will take on the St. Louis Blues at 7 p.m. Eastern at 4 p.m. Pacific in St. Louis. So that's 7 p.m. Eastern in St. Louis, which is not on Eastern Standard Time. So they are actually shifting their start time as well. That's what I mean. And the Saturday game where we're about to play them, we play them at 4 p.m. local time. Really? All right. Listen to this back to back for the Canucks. They get the or they get the avalanche on the twenty third, the wild on the twenty fourth. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> they do have another one in there where it's like you get the sabers on the second night of a back to back, but we have some pretty bad back to backs. And and it's yeah, not apparently. it's not just about again the the actual matchups. It's the time. It's that the Canucks are constantly inconvenience in terms of start time for the Leafs to get the perfect start time. Like, mm. could you imagine the Leafs? playing at 10 in the morning for any reason ever. It won't happen. Every game will always get pushed around to make sure that they get their primetime start. I actually came up with uh, a time when they would. The Winter Classic. If they played in a Winter Classic, it would be a 
I think it's a, is it a noon Eastern start, which is a nine a.m. Pacific start. Right. I think it's r- roughly around there. So you're saying that the only time they would ever get a different start time is if they were playing a nationally scheduled, over dramatized, <laughs> pumped up game. <laughs> a stadium Wait, game. Yes. Yeah, a stadium game. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, Vancouver has had one of, uh, and Toronto has had. What What are we at now? 10, 11? <laughs> no, it's not that many. Oh, but. it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> right. Well, they, they, well, Chicago's played in like 20 of the things. They play yeah, every year. No, that's what I mean. I think Chicago and Toronto are in it pretty much every year. You can bank on mm-hmm. it. And again, t- talking about matchups, the one of the most overly publicized games of the years are these stadium series games, which yeah. really aren't that special, but they make a big deal out of it because it's a spectacle. It is. Sure. And who do they give the Leafs to play against? I, I don't know. The Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> That's the matchup this year for, for them. Wow. They play against the Buffalo State the Buffalo Sabres in a stadium game. Talk about just dangling meat over the shark tank. Like <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. And it's really that's just it. Is the NHL is looking at it going, no one pays here to see the meat. They pay to see the shark. Okay. Let let's give let's give the shark something entertaining to do. Eat the meat. Yeah. The Preds play yeah. the the bolts in their stadium game, so I'm pretty upset about that. I'm on the same page as you on this one, I think. Yeah. Well, that that game is going to be an 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time start. Okay, yeah. So still an early game, right? I, I just want to point out that went down such a rabbit hole, <laughs> and I'm so happy we did because I've been I've had that pent up inside for years. So no one comment either and go say, "Oh, Marcus is just saying that because he's mad they got a bad schedule this year." No, this has been going on for years, and I've I've known it for years, and I'm glad I have a platform to talk about it on now. <laughs> yeah, our our podcast is getting shut down now. Yeah, yeah. The Dude, NHL give, is going to shut us down because we're onto them. No, we're going to get Leafs fan, like toxic Leaf fans, because there's actually Fuck. a divide. There are some pretty healthy Leafs fans out there. They and are. We've there. got the chance to meet yeah. them. Even, even we, I can. We admit do that. have some. Yeah. We do have yeah. some really good followers and uh, people that are part of our our community that are Leafs fans. Yeah, and and so much respect to them because they've they've introduced us to a brand of Leaf fan which we never thought was out there. Yeah. However, they do not make up for the overwhelming no. majority of toxic Leaf fans who are going to go after your throat. Yeah. Jeez, you got pretty heated there, buddy. Um, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I think might uh, help you cool off? Why don't you uh, take a dip in the inbox? Take a dip. We jump into the inbox. You know, <laughs> we don't slowly neander our way into the inbox just, and just, just wait and test the water. We <laughs> jump into the inbox. Head first. No, I'm, taking the a, inbox. I'm taking a dip in the inbox. Today. No, I'm jumping. Yeah, okay. I'm jumping. Cannonball right. into the inbox. <laughs> Pencil dive straight off. Yeah. No, you know what? That's what we could do. We're not taking a dip, but every week could be a new form of competitive dive okay. into the inbox. Alrighty. Well, this week we'll do a cannonball. Cannonball? Classic cannonball straight into the inbox. Great. Great. <laughs> it reminds me, have you heard that TikTok audio? Where it's the girl at the Starbucks window and she's ordering her drink. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, and I'll have a pumpkin loaf. And the lady goes, oh, we actually don't have any pastries this morning. And she goes, okay, perfect. Yeah. No, no, it's just the no, it's it's just the one thing she wanted, the pumpkin loaf. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, we're all out of the pumpkin loaf. She goes, oh, okay, perfect. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. All right. Into the inbox. What is the, uh, what's the first question here? Honest thoughts on the Canucks recent games. Um, we talked about this a lot at the beginning of the episode, but obviously I think I can speak for everyone by saying it's refreshing. It's great. There's hope again that this team could, uh, could really do something. The win streak is definitely building people's confidence in the team that they could actually make the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> did I did I just about say yeah. it all? I yeah, took you the did. Words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. You you said everything. Yeah. You summed it up very well because I, okay. I. Well, you you know I I went over this at the beginning of the podcast. We all yeah. know how I feel. Exactly. So uh, let's jump into the second question here. How about the Canucks stuff? They're the hottest team in the league right now. Really, guys? <laughs> Just every question we, is, hey, can you um, tickle the ball? <laughs> can you? Can you what? <laughs> <laughs> Some about tickling balls. I don't know. <laughs> can um, you guys uh, gloat about the Canucks and how great they are? Hey, well, you know what? That's refreshing from the last like eight weeks we've done this where they've said, hey, can you just make sure you trash them enough? Yeah. Like if you didn't finish it at the beginning of the episode, just take this space now to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should we should almost start putting out like notices on those stories saying, hey, just a reminder, we do cover all Canucks <laughs> news at the beginning of every show. Yeah. Um, okay. So so this person said the Canucks are the hottest team yeah. right now. Yeah. Nashville's on a six-game win streak. They are. I, are. Are the Canucks really the hottest team right now? Well, Nashville just beat up on the Avalanche. Exactly. And T.S. Eichel scored an empty netter from his own end, which I think Why is impressive. Why do you think this is such a big deal? Like, this it's happens not. all the time. I know, but it's just like it's so satisfying when you see him score from his own end. You know, regardless of whether there's a, there's a goalie in the net or not. It's great. I love it. The one empty netter I will never forget, and it's a really weird one, is Jack Eichel. Um, he got an empty netter from like the center line. It was the same thing, end of the game. They just pulled the goalie to see if they could get the extra. Eichel gets kind of a partial breakaway and decides that the center line, well, I'm not going to race this guy. I'm just going to shoot. Goes pretty well bar down <laughs> from the center line. Yeah. And it was like, man, how... Like, and I realize we're talking about a Buffalo team here, but like, it was like, wow, way to rub it in. You're just picking corners from center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on an empty net. <laughs> it, was, it was just needless. Like, yeah. uh, literally two inches up, he would have missed the net completely. Yeah. But he just went perfectly top corner. I, I will never forget <laughs> that. It was just the funniest thing. And clapper from center that goes bar down. <laughs> and That's now awesome. this legal sniper is on Vegas. Yeah, oh, yeah, I oh cannot God. wait to see that guy suit up for them. That I is going to be something else. Yeah, Tyler, you're pretty excited to see him suit up for Vegas, aren't you? I I'm super pumped. Now, if only Vegas would do me the honors and get rid of that damn goaltender <laughs> for a or seventh. You, no, freaking Robin Leonard. And if he wants to square up, freaking pull up, brother. No, I said for a seventh. Oh, for what? Yeah, dude, freaking <laughs> for free. <laughs> futures yeah what if what if they traded him to st louis how would you feel about that i would i'd probably go to st louis and i'd, I'd try and square up be like you know what <laughs> you'd be waiting for him at the end of the tunnel you're waiting for doug armstrong <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you thinking yeah, yeah. like come on man he's an upgrade over bennington though false <laughs> what are you talking about you don't think leonard's better than bennington no absolutely not i think if you put bennington on vegas he would do a better job than leonard and i feel like if you put leonard on st louis bennington's still doing a better job all right then no you just about said it all yep. anyway so, so thanks for your question about the canucks yeah <laughs> but um yeah that just about does it um i don't think we have too much time left uh but no but 
hey, speaking of the time, I think it's time for Tyler's Tyler surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys really nailed that one. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, first try. <laughs> you know we. <laughs> We definitely did do that first try, didn't we? Yes, hundred percent. Of course. First All right. Try. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of mesh my story this week with Marcus's fake sponsor a little bit, and we're really? gonna we're gonna take this down the alcohol train. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's what I like. You know, it's not much of a deviation. I assume most of your stories have some <laughs> level of, <laughs> of alcohol involved in them. If it's not this, alcohol, this... it's meth with your mom <laughs> or your fish <laughs> or your fucking dogs. <laughs> this one, this one deliberately says alcohol. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's hear it. Florida man denies drinking and driving. Says he only swigged bourbon at stop signs. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't drink and drive. I only stop and drink exactly. and then drive. Officer, I was not driving at the time. I promise. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they ended up doing a breathalyzer test. And yeah, I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> he was well over two times the legal limit. Oh, Jesus. And um, the reason that he actually got caught is because some lady called 911 on him because he kept bumping into her into the back of her car in the McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Florida never disappoints. That's for no. sure. Yeah, apparently not. That actually it reminds me of a funny story that uh my opa told one time where he was driving way up in the interior and he blew a stop sign and, and he got pulled over. And uh when the cop went up to the window, he said, you know, I'm probably going to have to ticket you for this. And my opa said, well, tell you what, if you don't ticket me, I promise I'll stop on my way home. <laughs> and, and my opa's favorite part of the story is he went a different way home. <laughs> so he never went by the stop sign again. That's awesome. Uh, he, he loved that story. He used to tell that one all the time. He, yeah. he thought it was like the smartest thing. <laughs> He's like, I got him. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I don't think he would care. Yeah, but that that one always got me. I love that story. Well, speaking of going home, I think it's about time we wrap this one up and head home. Yeah, um, it's been a fun episode. We appreciate everyone for hanging around. Um, this is episode thirty six, which I didn't mention off the top. Thirty six of these things now. Wow, we're inching closer and closer. Yep. To Man, I can't even year. count that high. <laughs> That's why you have to ask us every week what episode. <laughs> you're exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to follow the Vancouver Boys podcast on Instagram, that's where you'll find most of our social media content. We're also on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, with the only exception to our handle being on Twitter, which is for some reason, but I just can't seem to remember at Vancouver Boys underscore. Too long of a Twitter handle. You can't do <laughs> Vancouver Boys podcast. Right, it's too right, long. Right. It's too long. So yeah, throw us a follow. Um, and yeah, and join us for if you're listening to this on day of release, tonight's Twitch live stream. We will be on Twitch, um, having fun, playing games, doing some drinking. Come hang out with us. Yulin' with the boys. <laughs> yep, we're going to be doing that, whatever the fuck that means. That No, that's what we're calling. That's what the live stream's called. Oh, okay. Yulin' with the boys. All right. And? What, what does babes. that even mean? And the babes. Yeah, I don't know, Tyler. I haven't questioned him once. I'm just <laughs> letting him go with it. because Yulin' is like, it's like singing, but it's like only Christmas singing. Okay. Why? I know we're not gonna actually, Why are no, we doing we're, this? No, we're not going to actually. Tyler, he's been on about this for months. Yeah, he's no. like, back in like August, he was like, well, you know what we're going to name the Christmas episode? You live with the boys. And I was like, you sure, man. You know what? This is all actually, right. he, he, all I'll say is this. This is a reference to a very specific Vancouver sports thing that only older people will get. So I don't want to say what it is, 
but I'll put it out to the listeners. If you know what we're referencing uh, that Jake and Tyler don't even know. Yeah, apparently with, not. With the title Yulin with the boys. Uh, send us a DM on any of our platforms because, like, mad props to you if you know what we're talking about. And if you like the rest Yule of Levy, us, like Yulin or something. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what? Yulin Evy with the boys. They got the Yulin. No, don't, don't even guess because if you if you don't know, you'll never get it. But Yulin and just spell it J U O. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's fun, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So, but if you're listening to this after the day of release. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you must have missed it. Well, it'll be recorded on the Twitch still. It'll still be up there. Yeah, you can, you can watch still, it. You can still watch it. Yep. Um, or come yep. by any Wednesday or Friday or whenever uh, whenever we're streaming. Mm-hmm. Come by and hang out. All the time. Yeah, my uh, my mom actually uh, said she was watching or listening to the podcast one time. And I was like, oh, are you listening on Spotify or Apple? And she's like, oh, no, I was listening on Twitch. And I was like, mom, that was not the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she was like. I'm like, you literally just watched a video of me sitting there getting hammered. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, not one of my proudest moments. Yeah, wearing jerseys. Yeah. And <laughs> answering comments from people named Noobmaster420. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different vibe over there on Twitch, but it's a lot of fun. So come join us. Um, this has been a great time. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Come watch us on Twitch. Fuck, that was a roller coaster start to <laughs> <Yeah>. finish. <laughs>